Burns Officer, Senior Wealth Advisor, Strategic Wealth Partners. Thank you so much for being with us. And I do want to get to the defense stocks, because I, I, I know you have a specific name, too. But how are you feeling overall about the market, the volatility, um, more bullish or bearish overall? So, you know, I, I would say, you know, you take a look at the last few days, Nicole, and you know, it looks like we've turned a corner, but I, I truly believe that this is more of a, a recalibration of global energy and global growth. You know, we oil's down 15 to 20% in the last week, and then you had China come out and say that they're gonna backstop their financial market. So, however, I just don't feel like we've hit a bottom yet. I, I, we haven't seen that capitulation, that mo you know, moments of panic selling, and we also, we're hitting lower lows week after week. I think it's like about four weeks in a row that we're hitting these lower lows. And I really need to see that trend broken for me to feel that we've turned a corner. Right, as you're hearing, right? Because we're always looking for higher highs not and not lower lows, right? You could have that, theoretically, you could have both. That would really be wild. But uh, ideally, I do understand because the trend has been to the downside. We were saying how the Dow is down five weeks in a row. So when we look at some of these defense stocks, right, Raytheon was a name that you were actually uh, focused on and you pick in the group. You like the whole group, though? So I do, you know, and a lot of people would say, hey, you're, you're late to add a defense stock to your portfolio. And, and I still think there's reasons for this, this group to run. And one of those reasons is geopolitical tensions over the next three years are still gonna exist. Our adversaries are getting more aggressive. Uh, unfortunately, our administration's you know, portraying weakness, so I think they're gonna you know, continue to pounce on us. If we take a look at NATO, you know, NATO's made up of 28 countries, and only 10 of them are spending the allotted money that they've agreed upon uh, for global, uh, global defense. And the most interesting part of that is the countries that are underspending are many of them in Europe. And one, you can see that Russia is being one of those adversaries that are being aggressive and they're not spending the money on defense. And then ultimately we have this war in Ukraine and Russia, but I believe it's actually creating a new global arms race and more specifically into hypersonic missile technology. Because it's no secret that the United States is way behind when compared to China and Russia in this category. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not really sure where it stops um, as, you know, the peace talks that reportedly had been going well. It's my understanding this afternoon that they are still not going particularly well. Um, as you look at investments and you look at names like Lockheed Martin and the rest of the group, what's the best way to get involved in buying the defense stocks? Yeah, you know, as one of your guests mentioned earlier, is that, you know, if there's a, a ceasefire, you know, some of the, I guess, concentrated defense stocks like Lockheed would probably take a, you know, a backward step if there's, you know, just based on the news, where I feel like a company like uh, Raytheon is, is well diversified. They're one of the largest commercial aerospace companies and also one of the largest defense manufacturers in the world. So when you put these two together, I think it's relevant right now because we have a lot of domestic airline travel coming back online. We're getting back out to travel. Um, and then obviously we have the war. But the thing about Raytheon is that they have a focus 
on the hypersonic defense. And that's what we need. And that's what I think a lot of other countries are going to need as our adversaries like China and Russia start gearing up in these specific, you know, uh, war machine type of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, missiles mm -hmm. and things. You know, like as that. you talked about the lower lows, uh, oh, I'm sorry. And so as you talked about the lower lows, um, you know, you, you mentioned you don't think we've seen capitulation. The truth of the matter is that feeling, that capitulation feeling is that really sick feeling um, when the market sells off and you really are, you have a lot of fear, right? Um, you have the contrarian investors, but the fear is really, really evident. So you don't feel that we've gotten to that part. So even with the backstop of some of the Chinese stocks that did so well yesterday, I know they're pulling back a little bit. Energy, which has been on the run higher for the most part, even though it's pulled off the highs, it's still a winner. You're still waiting on some sort of real sign that the bottom is over? Yeah, I, I feel that the volatility's taking a breather right now. Um, I, I don't feel that, l luckily, like one of my b bullish cases, you know, I, I still feel like we haven't hit a low, but one of some of the things that are actually, I feel comfortable about right now is, you know, Powell came out and I think he laid out the, he, he laid out what he's gonna do. And as long as he controls interest rates at a palatable rate and, you know, unwinding the balance sheet at a palatable rate and he sticks to the mm -hmm. script, I feel a little bit more comfortable. But I mean, China's shutting down country or our cities right now. And that doesn't mean that like COVID spreads. Where is it going to spread to next? You know, did they confine it? They're, they're shutting down cities. I'm worried about an uproar back in COVID to lock things down again, you know, and how serious is it? How contagious is it? How deadly is it this time? Um, you know, and, and so there's a lot of headwinds still out there. This war could escalate, you know, that, uh, you know, Putin keeps on saying, you know, don't mess with me. And, you know, and how much is everyone just going to stand around and, you know, and, and sit on their hands while he goes in and tries to take over this, you know, Ukraine. So uh, there's a lot of headwinds out there that can really create a lot of volatility. And I'd like to see a lot of this stuff play out for me to say, yeah, I think we're gonna be back into a, 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 a bullish type of mood and a, a place to start buying stocks again. Right, yeah, and you know we're waiting for that too. It's great to see you, Tony. Thank you very much. We appreciate that you were able to come on today. Tony Zevagala, always great to have you on the show from Strategic Wealth Advi uh, Partners, thank you.